Okay, can everybody hear me? Good morning. All right, for those of you who don't know me, I'm John. And before we get started, let's open in a word of prayer. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you. I thank you for Christmas, Father, in the season that we've just uh, that we've just come through. Uh, thank you so much for the gift of your Son to us, and I pray that as we look into your Word today, and that as we think back, um, that uh, you will show us more about yourself today and the things that you have for us in your Word. In Jesus' name, Amen. Okay, so, oh, I'm a little loud. So, it's been a really long time since I've been up here, so I only have a few things to say. Some of you are laughing because you think it's funny. Other of you are grimacing because you know it's a very real threat. (laughs) Um, But uh, did you guys have a good Christmas? Mine was kind of a mixed bag, honestly. I mean, we kind of got that gift that keeps on giving, that lovely stomach bug that keeps going around town. Um, So our Christmas plans didn't quite work out the way that we wanted to. Um, But this has been interesting because it's been the first Christmas in which I've had a child that is receiving gifts. And so... She's not maybe quite old enough to really understand what's going on, but she really loves the bows, and she really loves the wrapping paper, and she really loves the stuff that's in the box, and yeah, she loves the box too for some reason. Um, But it just got me thinking about Christmas and about, you know, what am I going to tell her as she grows older? How, How do I teach her about Christmas? What do I say? Um, and so with, with another Christmas that's already come and gone, as you're looking back on it, I'm going to say something that might make you think a little bit. I'm, I hope that you can look back on Christmas this year and tell your kids that Santa got this one wrong. Now let me explain. I'm not talking about, oh, he went to the wrong house this year, so Sorry. Or he gave your kids presents and they maybe should have gotten coal because we know that all may be true. Um, What I mean is this. I mean that his idea of a nice list and a naughty list is completely, it completely misses the point for the Christmas season. That little baby that was born in the town of Bethlehem that would grow to be the Savior, would grow up to be the Savior, not only of the nice or the naughty, but of all. Uh, Let's think about this. He came for the shepherds, whose very occupation isolated them from worshiping at the temple. He came for the wise men, who searched earnestly, though they already had great knowledge. He came for the unborn, 
like John the Baptist who leaped even as he was in his mother Elizabeth's womb. He came for the thankful and the forgetful, like the ten lepers. He came for the social outcast, like the Samaritan woman at the well, and also for those who cast her there. He came for the maritally unfaithful, like the woman caught in adultery, as well as those who condemned her. He came for the religiously adept, like Nicodemus, and also for the religiously inept, like the Ethiopian eunuch. He came for those with misplaced religious zeal, like Paul, or political zeal, like Simon the Zealot, one of his other apostles. He came for those who sought to keep power, like the priests, and for those who were swayed by that power, like the crowd that was present at his trial. He came for the Roman centurion, who in the name of just doing his job, crucified the Lord of glory, as well as for the Roman soldiers who seemed to gain some sick satisfaction for the whole process. He came for those who mocked him on the cross, as well as for those who wept at his passing. And if you haven't found yourself in this list yet, just let me tell you, yes, he also came for you. As the scripture says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And again in 1 John 4 verse 10, this is how we know love. Not that we loved him, but that he loved us and sent his son to die for us. Now, normally, we tend to say that God's gift to us on Christmas was Jesus Christ. Now, this is true, but I'm going to put to you today that it's not entirely accurate, so let me explain. Christmas, this whole holiday that we've just celebrated, is God taking his gift and setting it down right in front of us. So I mentioned to you my daughter before. Picture, picture for yourself a little kid uh, receiving a present for the very first time. The, the excitement that is there. Um, the, the anticipation that is there. Uh, I mean, the wrapping paper, the bows, the lights, the build up to it. Now, Take yourself back to when Jesus came. Think about this. They had been waiting for years. They had been hearing about Jesus for years. And there was an excitement there that was building. Nope, that's going to tip it over. Think about some of the things that they would have known. He's going to be born of David. He's even going to be born in David's hometown. Um, He's going to be called Emmanuel. God with us. 
He's going to grow up in Nazareth. And more importantly, he's going to save us. They didn't really know what that meant, but they knew that's what he was going to do. And then you have those 400 silent years. It's like that last night right before Christmas Day when you're about ready to open up all of your presents. You can, you can kind of picture it, right? Is it time yet? Shh, don't wake Mom and Dad. How about now? How about now? Now. Go, 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 go. Oh, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Think about it. Think about it. The star and the angels and the shepherds and the wise men and the baby and Mary and Joseph and, and, and all the stuff. But that's not it. That's not all. There's a whole lot more. Have you heard about Jesus? That, that guy from Nazareth? Yeah, they say he's a miracle man. A miracle man? Yeah. He can, he can make bread and fish out of thin air, enough to feed like 5,000 people at a time. I mean, awesome. Free bread forever, right? And not only that, I hear that you know, he, he does these amazing things. He can heal the sick. He can heal the leper. You know, the lame walk, the blind, <laughs> the dumb talk, the blind see. Uh, he heals the sick. He cleanses the leper. He casts out demons. He even raises the dead. And not only that, this guy can teach like nothing we've ever heard before. Now, some of those stories, they're kind of hard to understand, but, but he's awesome. Just give him a chance. You know, it, is this the guy we've been waiting for? Is this the Christ, the Messiah, the Savior that we've been looking for? Is that the guy? Well, it must be the guy. Quick, what are you guys all doing? You need to look that way. Look. Quick, grab your palm branches, throw down your coats. He's coming. That guy that's riding on the donkey, he's the one we've been waiting for. Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Guys, this is just the wrapping paper. Let that sink in. All this excitement, all this holiday, all, all, this, all this fun that we've had, this is just the wrapping paper. This is not the gift that God has for us. That brings me to maybe one of my first points. Perhaps you today, you've been looking at the wrapping paper for a very long time. You maybe even completely understand the wrapping paper, but don't assume because you've looked at for such a long time or that you understand the wrapping paper that you have received that gift that God has for you. Understanding and receiving are two entirely different things. Or perhaps it's because some of you have peeked ahead and you're worried about what comes next. Because after we unwrap all of this wrapping paper, we come to the box. 
if the wrapping paper prepares us for the gift, the box is what keeps us from the gift. And if the, bo- and the box that is keeping us from what God has for us, from what Christ has for us, is sin. Now, think about it. How quickly the face of a child can change from the excitement and the elation of the bright wrapping paper to the, to the dismay and disappointment at a dismal cardboard box. So we, when we come face to face with the reality of our situation, we may be shocked, saddened, crushed by the reality that after seeing the beautiful wrapping of who Christ is and who God is and what he has done, it is now our own sin that separates us from the gift that God has for us. How easy it is for us to recoil in fear and anger and disgust when faced with the ugliness that lies within our own hearts and minds and souls. We may very well be able to echo Paul's words, there are many sinners of whom I am chief. We shrink back further still when we realize that the just reward, well, no, the the wage that we earn for sin is death. And not a kind one. We're talking about the second death, the eternal lake of fire that is reserved for Satan and his angels. But remember, this is not the gift. This is what's keeping us from the gift. I'd like you to listen to Paul's full statement. I'm sorry I didn't look up the reference. I did this from memory. So this is a trustworthy saying and worthy of all acceptance. Christ came to save sinners, of whom I am chief. And again in Hebrews, what the blood of bulls and goats could not do, Christ did with his own blood. And again, the verse we heard earlier, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. See, it was on that terrible day that we call Good Friday that Jesus stretched out his hands on that cross to pay the price and to make the sacrifice to release us from the curse of sin and the curse of death. He took on himself our sin in order to make the way for us to receive the gift that God has for us. So if the wrapping paper wasn't the gift, and the box is not the gift, what is the gift?
Now, my wife tells me that I am a very hard person to shop for. But understand that's probably because I have already received the only Christmas present I need. Jesus Christ, in dying for us, gives us this as our gift. Our certificate of adoption. It's been approved by God the Father. It's been bought and paid for by Jesus Christ. And it's been sealed by the Holy Spirit. This is the gift that God sets down in front of us at Christmas time. And yes, while we celebrate Jesus' birth, realize that that is just the wrapping paper for the gift that he intended to give to us all along, which is adoption into his very own family. The Jews didn't know that's why Christ came. The gift that he was going to give us was not so short-sighted as the conquering of the Romans or so simple as the continual provision of bread or so cheap as world peace. No, the gift of God is infinitely more valuable. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called the children of God. As it says in 1 John 3. Christ restores to us the relationship that we lost in Eden. And all we need to do is to receive it. Now you may be here today and realize that you've never that you've never accepted this gift for yourself perhaps you've allowed yourself to be tricked into thinking uh, that because you understand that wrapping paper that you have received the gift make sure you've received it but my guess is more than that perhaps where you're having your hang up is the box. It's too big. It's too ugly. It's too embarrassing. And if they knew what I've done, they'd never let me in. Can I share something with you? Let me put this down here so I have my hands back. This is from Hebrews chapter 2. Wait, no, Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You see, Jesus, for the joy 
of presenting you with this gift willingly took your sin upon himself. He no longer sees your sin as a barrier to the gift that he wants to give you, so neither should you. I urge you if you I urge you not to enter the new year without thinking about accepting this gift that God has for you. If you have more questions, please talk to me or talk to Jeremy or one of our other elders here. Um, I encourage you, don't leave today with this question in your mind of whether or not you have accepted this gift. Get that figured out. Now, to those of you who have accepted this gift already, I'd like to speak to you for a moment as a fellow sibling. Um, Sometimes we willingly accept this gift that God has given us, but we like to continue to play with the box. Why not? You know, the box is, I mean, it's a nice box. This one's even happy to see you. (laughs) Can I just tell you as one sibling to another, knock it off. Knock it off. Father hates it. Big brother died for it. The Holy Spirit grieves because of it. Your brothers and sisters are hurting because of it, and it's killing you. Knock it off. But also, as a brother who has played with his fair share of boxes in the past, let me, let us help. You aren't alone anymore. You are part of a new family. This is the reality that we have, this this gift that Christ has given us, this certificate of adoption. We have a new family. We have a new system of support. You want to see God work and move in this church? Take seriously your responsibility to your brothers and sisters in the faith. We're coming up on a new year. No better time than the present to start taking seriously this certificate, this gift that we have received. Let's pray. You'll be out a little early. And I challenge you, as you go out today, as you get ready to celebrate the beginning of a new year, take time to get alone by yourself, alone with your Bible, alone with God, and have a little heart-to-heart. Have a father-son or a father-daughter or father-daughter chat with your new father and let him show you how he wants you to become more like himself this next year. 
Let's pray and then we'll be done. Father, I thank you so much for your gift that you have given us. You are, you know how to give good gifts, Father. And of course, we always focus on your adoption, but you've given us so much more. And I pray that, I pray that we would help many more people in this next year to, to see that gift that you have given them, to introduce them to the gift that you gave through your son, Jesus Christ. And I pray that we'll see many more people come and be members of our family, members of your family, Lord. But Lord, we need your help and your guidance and your direction in how to do that. I pray that you will help us to listen and obey, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.